1: Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 192nd episode of the Hungry Gamers podcast. We are powered by Avid.net and those sexy, sexy legends over at Audio Technica. I'm your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere. And the Vasquez to my Drake. We're talking Miss Sally Hart. You can find her at Miss Sally Hart. He's also joining me here on episode 192. How you doing?
0: Doing well, doing well. How about yourself?
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's uh, Anzac Day here over in the land of Oz. So uh, shout out to all our diggers and uh, servicemen and women out there for doing their thing. Uh, not only just here in the ANZ, but also across the world. You are you the real MVPs. But yeah, I'm doing good. What's happening? Yeah,
0: not much. Now that I know that it's Anzac Day, I feel like a little piece is gone because you would usually make Anzac biscuits, which are oh, just so good. the bomb. I might have to see if I can get that done this weekend.
1: Can I ask, on, on your Anzac Bicky game, are you yes. more of a, a gooey type or a crunchy type?
0: Only chewy cookies with me. I hate dry, crumbly cookies. Only, like, fat and chewy. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> I can I can respect that. That's sort of my uh, my handle in the streets, actually, fat chewy. Oh, so, uh, I know exactly what you're <laughs> talking about there. But, no, I'm, I'm with you. Outside of maybe a good traditional... Chocolate chip cookie like mm-hmm. you know how there was like mrs farmers or something they used, oh, to, and they used to always being like yeah, oh, yeah they sort of used to be a bit crunchy and i was all about them but i'm with you outside of that give me give me a bit of gooey give me a bit of flex in that cookie
0: wow mrs fields had those little tiny chocolate chip cookies and they were just soft it, mm-hmm. oh, it just literally you could like you could taste like the butter that was in it because of how soft it was but
1: yeah oh, yeah you know I'm what hungry. else i'm, I'm now, very envious of is that you guys have got like Chips Ahoy. I used to love Chips Ahoy and you can't find them here in Australia They're anymore. They're
0: crumbly though. They're dry and crumbly.
1: I like a good dry crumbly Choc Chippy, but uh. yeah. Oh, now I'm thinking about cookies. Sorry. Let's just stop the recording and go, uh, <laughs> go, go bake all day.
0: Yeah, might as well. Productive
1: uh. time, I reckon. Well yeah. spent, you know. You've got to sort of uh, highlight and, and take time to, to remember and appreciate your hobbies and your passions. So, yeah, baking I'm, I'm a I'm a closet baking fan. I love watching Australian great British bake Off. Mm-hmm. I like cooking cakes and pies and all that kind of stuff. I'm all about that life, so uh yeah, now I just want cookies.
0: yeah apologies to listeners too they usually don't like it when we talk about food <laughs> <See? Meh. laughs>
1: there's the word hungry in the in the yeah, title line you know so. what you
0: signed up for.
1: Exactly, exactly. But they probably also knew that they signed up for a little bit more Animal Crossing New Horizons talk because it is on both of our what we've been playing list this week. Should we, should we just jump in and rip that uh, little raccoon shaped bandaid right off and, and start talking? Yeah.
0: Well, I don't know if you've seen my Twitter post yet, but I kind of like did a little shady side post because um, uh, a character is joining the island, a very familiar one, which is called Red. And he mm-hmm. is an art dealer. So you can buy art from him and then you can display it in your museum. Now, you and a few other people have called Tom Nook a very shady character and he's a criminal and he's a crook and everything.
1: Stand by those words.
0: Well, wait till you deal with Red. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but can I ask, with Red, like, I've, I've seen these new people roll into the island. Like, you've got Leaf, the little little sloth man that deals, yeah. deals in greenery. Mm. Uh, and then, yeah, you've got Red... Does Red sort of try and, like, does he telegraph and, and sort of, I guess, emphasize and promote that he is a little bit suspect or does he try and act like he's innocent and wholesome he like He acts Noor?
0: like a salesman. He okay. likes, like, your first interaction with him, he's telling you how we're family, you know. I'll give you family prices. I'll look out for you, like, and he, um, you know, he doesn't allude to, but uh, eventually you're going to have to buy art, but it's going to be up to you to pick which is the real one because he's gonna try and sell you fakes.
1: Really? He sells you fake yes. art pieces.
0: He sells you fake art. So it's up to you to know what like what is legit and what's not.
1: How do you know? Is it just mm, random like, choice, I'm guessing? Or you can actually see there's some tells in the art where you're like, oh yeah, the, well, the brush the, stroke quality is lacking there.
0: The thing is is that like you're going to have to look it up. Because if you're not familiar with the art piece, you're going to have to look it up. And like, from what I remember of the previous Animal Crossings, one of them is that um, famous like uh, Japanese wave um, Uh, painting. And then it was just like, like, I think a singular wave was missing. Like one little stroke of wave was missing. So you think Tom Nook's shady, but Red's gonna, he comes with spades.
1: I appreciate that hustle and I'm excited to actually now dive into that sort of art dealing space mm-hmm. where uh, there is a little bit of what's real, what's fake type of thing going on. So that's pretty cool. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, for those that uh, haven't played Animal Crossing yet this week or at least the last 24 hours, you'd say mm-hmm. uh, the, the next event has kicked off uh, and it is sort of tied into sort of Earth Day and they're doing a little bit of a Earth Fortnight, I guess you could say. I think it runs to May the 5th Yeah. if uh, the date's... Line up in my head correctly, and uh, with that, there's some sort of limited time challenges based around the the greenery side of the game. So yeah. to get to get your Nook miles and some unique rewards there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've they've added an art gallery to the museum, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they've got this uh, this fishing adventure dude that he can take off island. Or is it fishing or diving? I can't remember, but he's got his little boat moored at the top of your island on a little private beach. Captain. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's very very similar stuff that we're very like we're used to from the previous games. So, um I really just hope Blathers comes. He doesn't really have a task, but it's great. Blathers is a pigeon that makes coffee. Oh, not Blathers, sorry, Brewster. Bla- I was
1: about to say Blathers is the Brewster. owl.
0: Brewster, sorry everyone. Brewster. He's a pigeon that sells coffee.
1: So. Yeah, on 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 that exact that exact fellow, I yeah. uh, have have sort of briefly mentioned that I've been down a bit of a Animal Crossing amiibo yes. uh, black market era, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I went through and cherry picked the ones I liked, and the cards all arrived this week, mm-hmm. one by one. Went into uh, Resident Services, jumped onto a little ATM, tried to get some campers to my to my island via the amiibo interactivity and lo and behold every single one of the ones i bought were i didn't know there was a difference that outside of the the main ones you know the the isabels and timmy and tommy and stuff like that i didn't know there was these other special characters or sp has them listed on their little amiibo cards that you can't bring in either so every single one of the amiibos i cherry picked that i wanted in my island there was eight of them i bought they're all SP Amiibo cards and not one of them will work in the game.
0: I wonder who... Not did you, one. Who did you get?
1: Um, yeah, Brewster was one of them. Oh, yeah. There was also like the names. I can't remember the names. There was um, this walrus dude in like his pajamas, an old walrus man. Oh. There was him. There was also a turkey uh, that actually had a chef's hat on. So I'm assuming he probably ties into a Thanksgiving event. Yeah. Then there was like I bought I got Grams, like this old
0: Wendell. Wendell's the Warrus, yeah. Wendell
1: the Warrus. I got Grams, which is like this old Nana turtle. She can't work either.
0: No. Yeah, oh my god. Maybe we should have like we should have chatted before you got into this dealing.
1: Yeah, so I I sort of after finding that these weren't working and, and I bought Leaf as well, not knowing like this is prior to the event. Because mm. rachel has got a big, big sort of um love to for slots, mm-hmm. so i'm like oh i found this little sloth guy get to this card and on all the on all the listings on ebay and amazon they don't specify if they'll work in the game they're just like we'll work on like compatible with new horizons so you sit there and go, okay obviously this will work for the most part not one of them not one of them so i'm like oh, for 8 yeah. on amiibo cards that i bought
0: oh that sucks i think because technically they would work on harvey's island to take photos but that would be it
1: yeah, that's true. That's true. If I, if I rocked up over there, I could get, yeah, a photo. But I wanted I wanted the Warrus to live at my island and the turkey. Like I went through and cherry picked. I went through like, I think there's 400 potential yeah. um, amiibo cards out there. I went through that list several times over and wrote it all down and referenced what I, who I was looking for and then tried to find the good prices and, and got there. And yeah, none of them work. So wow. fuck you, Nintendo. I'm so angry about this. And you eBay shysters just being dodgy and not specifying in your listings what wouldn't work
0: (laughs) they didn't lie (laughs) Uh oh that sucks though sorry
1: yeah so i was a bit salty about that and i was a bit off animal crossing this week to be honest but Mm -hmm. i've gone back to the well and i've ground zeroed most of my island so i'm rebuilding nearly the whole thing at the moment and so i'm feeling a little bit better about myself because i'm sort of started planning it out and working out what should go where and and Mm -hmm. got a little bit of continuity through the place now and it's it's taken shape.
0: It's taken shape. Oh, that's good. I've been ripping up my pathways because initially I just placed the, you know, graphic of a tile down but then I noticed that my villagers weren't following it anymore and they weren't going to certain places so I've had to rip up all my pathways and if anyone had ever seen my island... It's a lot of of pathways, (laughs) so that's uh, currently what I'm doing, and I'm dealing, not dealing, I'm like working on uh, making the rarer plants, so I'm working on that. Okay. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, so the the passion is back, it lapsed for a a couple of days where I just went, yeah, I'm sort of done with this for now, but uh, through much persistence and um, support from from Rach, who is just the the Animal Crossing savant of the house, mm-hmm. uh, she's got she's got the island to end all islands, and then just sort of chatting around. Like I, I joined like this Facebook group, an Animal Crossing New Horizons trading group, but it's like a, a not for profit one. Oh. Like you see some of these ones out there where they're like, oh, I've got this DIY recipe, but you need to give me a million bells or however many Nook miles. But this yeah. one's like, I've got this available. Pop round if you want to, like. It's all free, like there's no none of this black market bullshit getting around. So, yeah. uh, I got the rest of my Triceratops skeleton to put out the front of my museum and, and all these other little things where it's just like, you know what? This is all right. I'm, I'm out of the weeds now. I'm out of the, the deep darkness that is the, the black market and, and eBay and Amazon and, and I'm feeling a bit positive again.
0: Yeah, that's good. I'm just glad I have my groups because, you know, you're able to get more items just by cataloging and also... Um, we just all like are constantly back and forth about turnip prices. So, yeah, yeah, it's good to have a little community with it because.
1: Yeah, it I am c- broke now though. So, I need to oh. need to get my money going from moving all these buildings around and I paid uh. off my loan to Tommy Nook. So, I got my upstairs finally. So, I'm paying oh. off that 1.2 million or whatever it is now. So, yeah, I'm in the hole with, with Tommy Nook, but it's it's part of the game. You know, <laughs> really taxes good. and, and owing Tom Nook money.
0: I'm on the final loan, and I just have no urgency to pay it now. Yeah,
1: because you can't go any further. So just no. just let it let it ride.
0: Yep, buy all those expensive things.
1: Yeah. So outside of that, I've been like deep in like sim games or simulation games this week. So uh-huh. um, I cracked the the case again on Jurassic World Evolution, which uh-huh. is a Jurassic Park builder. Uh, from Frontier Developments. It's uh, available for free on Xbox Game Pass as well for anyone that wants to get amongst it. And I've uh, just been building Jurassic Parks like all <laughs> over all over Costa Rica and whatever else. And I've been showing Arch how to play and he's taken to it like a duck to water. Like there's so many Ooh. buttons and micromanagement to you know jump into your menus and, and put your fences in and your dinosaur hatcheries and your buildings and your parts. And he's just got this muscle memory on an Xbox controller already. Like he's first time playing an Xbox One for him, and he's just like duh, 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 putting this here. Duh, 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 duh. And so we've been building all these parks and just seeing how he plays as a six year old, as opposed to I guess a, a semi mature adult. Um, it's fantastic. So he he puts all these dinosaurs in, and then you can take hold of like the park rangers and stuff to go typically sedate dinosaurs if they be you know, if they break out or you've got to mm-hmm. move them or medicate them. He just jumps in there and then he puts all these dinosaurs in his parks and then he just jumps in there, drives around in the Jeep or a helicopter and just shoots all the dinosaurs and then picks them up, moves them somewhere else, wakes them up again, shoots them. So I've logged into his park a few times and there's just dead or unconscious dinosaurs everywhere. And I'm like, what's happened? He's like, I don't know. I think they just got sick. And it's just like, crazy, crazy little man. So. But it's really cool. Uh, there's a lot of depth to it. There's like 64 different dinosaur species you can have. Oh. Uh, and then you need to then work out which ones could live together, what their requirements are. So they've got like comfort levels. Mm-hmm. And as long as you keep it in their their required comfort threshold. They'll be fine. They won't try and break out. Uh, if it falls under there, obviously they'll smash through the fence and, and run amok through the park and stampede or eat people and whatever else. So... Mm-hmm. Obviously, the goal is to get your parks to a five-star rating and make it profitable. And there's, I think, six parks that you've got to work your way through in the in the campaign of it. And each one of them starts with different different challenges. Either you've got like no money or it's a really uh, storm-ridden island. So you've got to deal with the elements a lot and um, certain challenges to, to make it a certain type of park or certain dinosaur species. So it's there's a lot of variety there. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it's, it is uh, repetitive, but it doesn't feel that way at times because there is so many things going on at once, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I'm just just loving the um, like these these sim games again. It, it's really <laughs> scratching an itch this past week, whether it be in Animal Crossing where you got a little bit more of a personal touch, or in Jurassic World Evolution where it's I guess it's scratching a, a nostalgia itch for me. But also, who doesn't want to build their own Jurassic Park? So uh, that's what I've been doing. It's so fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, that totally sounds like a game for you, and not like you know a lose situation for you so I'm just really surprised that you're getting back into simulations
1: I think I was just sort of um, like he had a little Jurassic World game on his, on his iPad oh, and yeah. he was playing that and I'm like alright I'll get I'll download this and I sort of boot it up for him just to show him and just because I just wanted to see his, like, his little mind get blown by going from this little iPad thing to this fully uh realized and developed world yeah. where you can sort of interact with the dinosaurs and whatever else and then it just stemmed from there like i think i think this week alone we have probably put maybe 15 16 hours into the game i'd wow. say over the last sort of several days so Aww. yeah but it's it's great it's great and it's free on game pass so exactly. anyone who likes jurassic park or dinosaurs or sim games and are looking for a bit of a time sink get on get on game pass download jurassic world evolution and give it a go
0: hell yeah
1: I see you're playing some more RE3 remake. Have you uh, finished it yet?
0: No. Not uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm in the hospital. Okay. Look, I'm going to like confess something here and it's going to either show my age or my inability or whatever. And I'm curious if anyone else out there deals with it. I'm getting motion sickness. I'm getting sick playing the game.
1: I'm trying to think of why.
0: Yeah, in I have no idea. Like um, it kind of, it's, it kind of happened on my previous playthrough, but I thought maybe it was just like frustration or something. But then it was like this one where everything was fine. Um, the Nemesis fight was a piece of piss. It was too easy.
1: It really was. like, And we'll talk about that once once you finish it. We'll we'll deep dive on a spoiler episode. But that battle, I know the one you're talking about where mm. you're sort of in like a central city market square or whatever you'd want to call it. Yeah. That's the one?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, the one around the circles, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah so dumb
0: yeah it's really not motivating me like i'm i'm feeling absolutely no sense of like accomplishment which is not made motivating me to continue further i'm just like i hope everyone fucking dies <laughs> <laughs> i don't care <laughs> carlos jill no carlos with og hair no um so um yeah i'm at the hospital now i i someone told me 70 percent through the game yeah all right well i'll probably get that finished next week then i'm just like playing in a bit because my old ass is getting like motion sickness
1: is it because the like because the movement in the game is not very rigid like it's not very sharp and sudden they've really smoothed out the the controls so i'm trying to work out what's getting getting i have
0: no idea but like yeah like motion wise i'm like yeah I, i get it i was running around in circles a lot in the boss fight but i don't think it was that like, um, like it was happening in the police station, so okay. I've got no idea. i got no That's idea. No. If anyone else has experienced it or knows what's going on, hit me up. Um, <laughs> and I just want to also <laughs> address, a long, long time ago, I talked about a game called Frostpunk. I was like, yeah, it's a beautiful game. It's really, like, gorgeous, great music, but I see no future with it, with me. What a bullshit artist I was. I, like, have played it religiously, and I actually finished it. really yeah i survived i was just so damn determined my problem was was though was that i thought there's this massive frost that happens and you got to survive that frost okay so i was trying to survive that and then you know and then make sure that we survive that and then survive afterwards i didn't realize the game ended once you survived okay so yeah it's,
1: you're planning too far into the future well,
0: yeah so i think that was my problem but um yeah it just comes up it says you survived it gives you like a cool like playback of your building and you know your development and it kind of also comes back with the options you choose and um i went down the religion route but um yeah i i finally freaking finished it and i just think it's hilarious that it was the one game where i was like i won't play this again
1: and he, uh, how many hours did it take for you to finish it, do you think? So,
0: I think I'm sitting on 20 or something hours of playthrough of this game. Okay. So, with a lot of just like start and restart and restart and restart. And I think that's how you have to play this game. It's literally just like learning from your steps and then trying something different, seeing what works and then just playing it again and, mm-hmm. you know, so.
1: Bit of trial and error.
0: Oh, yeah, for a lot of error, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So finish that one. So, but the payoff was good. At least I kind of felt like I'm like, oh, okay, I get it now. Like this is yeah. how you do it. I I get it now. I feel an accomplishment. So I actually am gonna play it again and not oh, go wow. down the religious route. Yeah.
1: And not go down the religious route.
0: Yeah, no. So go down the um, route where it's like. I'm assuming it's,
1: it's like science or something.
0: Well, it's like um, it's more like propaganda and like. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Shout out to the team because you got me, and I'm still playing it. <laughs> that's good (laughs) Lot of
1: sim games in our rotations at the moment
0: yeah i think like maybe we are needing that sense of accomplishment or like you know that we're doing something and continually doing something Mm. um that's probably it
1: what would you while i got you on on the sim topics what would you classify Mm. animal crossing new horizons as i was listening to news to reviews earlier this week Mm. and um the guys and roger from button mash were on there debating what you'd call it and um Roger and Zach sort of agree that it was like a farming sim and, and I guess you can sort of farm and, and cultivate fruit trees so there is some farming to it and it looks like from the data mining that's occurred there is actual farming options coming where you'll be able to plant vegetables and, and farm them so mm. it kind of fits in but like, like I just I don't know what I'd call it exactly maybe just like an island simulator that's sort of what I'd sort of classify it as
0: yeah town building simulator i don't know like because there are certain like levels to it but i mean they're extension levels like they're not the base so i mean the most generic thing is that you're developing relationships and you know like just decking out your island essentially Hmm. all the other little things that get added on in the end that are either like just temporary yep yeah so i build no you don't really build your place
1: (laughs) yeah the closest thing you build is like at the diy bench or if you terraform you're kind of building a Hmm. cliff or a river but yeah even that's a loose way to describe it
0: and that's new too so yeah yeah that's a hmm. island
1: builder I'm, i'm resting my cap on that for now okay So you're watching What We Do in the Shadows, Season 2?
0: Yeah. Can I just say, What We Do in the Shadows, I was really hesitant about the show because the trailer, like, with Season 1 especially, seemed to regurgitate a lot of the jokes that were played out in the movie. And I was like, this is just typical American, like, you know, TV shows where they just try, attempt something and fail at it. But Season 1 was actually really, really good and it didn't get, like... Like, they, they didn't repeat all the jokes and they had a lot of new and, the like, the characters in it are just great and have their own, like, you know, personalities that make it unique. And so season two just recently dropped and we've watched a few episodes of that and they've just continued on and it's still just as great and still as funny. And I, like, if anyone was a fan of the movie, I definitely recommend, like, watching through um, season one and, you know, getting ready for season two, which is out now because it's just it's good and it's lighthearted hearted and it's not heavy and it's like it's got some darkness to it but like it's just like it's just as good as the movie without being repetitive
1: full full disclosure i have not seen the tv show nor have i seen the movie it's been <gasps> on my list for a good long time and i know i'll I know i'll enjoy it like i love a good black comedy i love like a good bit of satire or, or sort of where they do mix the darkness with the, the lightheartedness and mm. from from everything I've seen like fantastic film out of New Zealand that, that sort of became this sleeper hit and obviously was big enough to get picked up by the United States and converted into a TV show so mm-hmm. they're doing a lot of things right but yeah I just just haven't put the time aside to check it out and I know I need to because from all the shorts and the trailers it's my kind of humor like I find myself chuckling along to to the little snippets that I've seen online or on YouTube or whatever. Yeah. And I just need to put some time aside to watch it because I know I'm really, really going to enjoy it.
0: Yeah. And with the TV series, um, any fans of um, IT Crowd or IT Crowd, however you freaking say it, Matt Berry's in it. And -hmm. Matt Berry played like a son of a character that, you know, a lot of people are familiar with. And he's just fantastic in this show. He's just a hidden gem that needs to be taken like people need to put him in more stuff because i love matt berry he's yeah so like
1: very underrated yeah very underrated and, and this was sort of like what put old Tyker on the map really yeah with, pretty uh, much. what we do in the shadows like this off the back of this i think he, he sort of landed uh ragnarok and then obviously it's it's just blown up since since then and he's become one of the the it directors and writers and producers and whatever else you want to sort of put feathers in his cap stipulating but yeah he's he's one of the the men of hollywood these days so Mm -hmm. yeah we could sort of see where where it sort of all began
0: yeah definitely and like he had these like earlier like indies i guess you could call them um like was a boy boy or and um the wilder people that a lot of people mention and I, i think it's really popular in like it's the movie scene but yeah i would say um what we do in the shadows is probably what elevated them and took them um, on a global, took him to a global level. So yeah. TV series is great. I definitely okay. recommend it.
1: I'll need to be more proactive in getting that into my rotation. AS AP as I burp on the way there. So sorry <laughs> listeners, for hearing that. I'm not going to edit that burp out. I'm owning that burp. All right. So let's uh, get into a quick bit of housekeeping and we'll start off with this.
0: iTunes review of the week.
1: And this bad boy comes via way of Stormy Sky 117 podcast listener based here in australia and the review headline number one gaming podcast worldwide we're not talking just new south wales we're not talking just australia we're not talking southern hemisphere we are talking worldwide we are talking all over the globe so stormy sky 117 giving us that huge hot take right off the bat there five stars and the review reads been listening since the first episode so long ago just wanted to say thanks for the hours upon hours of gaming banter.
0: Ooh, long ago. First episode. OG.
1: I'll tell you what, too. That first episode was not the best. Full disclosure. Um, for anyone that has been <laughs> listening since those first few episodes, thank you for uh, sitting through and riding, riding uh, beside us on that journey of uh, trying to work out what the hell we're trying to do there and how the show's <laughs> going to be framed and shaped and topics and themes and all that stuff so yeah. yeah stormy sky 117 one of our og listeners i appreciate that they've uh taken the time just to sort of see how our journey evolves over 192 episodes and they've decided now that we're tipping close to 200 you know it's time to time to immortalize their opinions in a review form uh, so it shows that they're there from day one to now so they can see the evolution or de evolution of the show depending on which way you want to look at it uh but yeah really appreciate that review it's probably yeah. one of the best reviews we'll ever get because you can't really top number one gaming podcast worldwide.
0: Yeah, we're the pit bull of gaming podcasts.
1: Oh my goodness, that is, that is a comparison that I don't ever want to hear again. I cannot stand that guy.
0: Picture that with a Kodak. Cannot
1: stand. Yeah, Petty I yet? um. Picture me with a Kodak. Mate, I would throw a Kodak camera right at his dumb bald face. <laughs> like
0: he's not a bad person, to be honest.
1: Uh, like, in, like. In all honesty, you can't fault him. Like he's done well with with whatever abilities and talents he may or may not have. He's maximized his his brand and his earning potential, and he's gotten into everything. Like he sort of was was like Shaggy, and then it was who was that other sort of Jamaican? He came after Shaggy that had that same sort of sort of island beaten. He was always just like a bit character to to songs. Who was it um, after Shaggy?
0: You're not talking about like Sean Paul.
1: Oh yep, Sean Paul. Yeah, he
0: was like. I think he was more like Latino, wasn't he? Gasolina. No, wait, that's not him.
1: That's kind of the timeline. We it was like Shaggy, Sean Paul, and Pitbull were <laughs> How like. Do
0: I know this stuff.
1: Oh, I didn't even know.
0: <laughs> Shut up, Paul. <all.
1: laughs> I just remember doing them ones, but my God, I cannot stand Pitbull. Shake that really?
0: Yeah. No, I'm gonna stop. I'm just like, I'm making myself like ashamed of being myself.
1: Yeah maybe um Pitbull or Sean Paul can be the the episode graphic for this week. Yeah. <laughs> People will just see
0: it and go, What the hell happened?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Stormy Sky is going to retract this review straight away, gonna go straight onto iTunes and rehash it and say I was lying. <laughs> you mistake. are number ten <laughs> podcast in the local region and screw you for for talking so much about Sean Paul and Pitbull. So uh, <laughs> Let's let's quickly move on. Just wanted to also give a quick shout out to our Spotify listeners in Greece. Ooh. So we're talking Sandy, we're talking the T-Birds, we're talking all those people in Greece. Uh, you know, love that Greece Lightning, uh, one of the best uh, musicals of all time. So uh, really appreciate you taking the time to uh, be hopelessly devoted to us on the charts over there in Spotify in the land of Greece. So uh, really, really appreciate that.
0: Oh, instantly unsubscribe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Great film. Sequel, not so much. But anyway, all right. Let's 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 more serious note on, on the, the housekeeping. Obviously, 8bit.net, 8bitnation.net, shop8bit.net, youtube.com forward slash weare8bit. They are all your hubs to get all things 8-bit from us as well as all the other members of the hashtag 8-bit collective. Uh, be sure to rate, review, subscribe us as well as all the other podcasts in the hashtag 8B Collective and all the podcasts you're listening to on the greater rotation because those ratings and reviews help keep the emotional lights on in our hearts when you're done rating and reviewing, just like the legendary Stormy Sky 117. So thank you again for that fantastic review, Stormy Sky 117. Uh, Head on over to audiotechnica.com.au for the best in audio-based equipment. We're talking headphones, microphones, gaming headsets, we're talking turntables, you want Bluetooth, noise cancelling in-ear while you're doing your isolated morning run, you can get it all there at audiotechnica.com or audiotechnica.com.au. The best in audio-based equipment. We've been using them since day one, since episode one. We were rocking AT2020s for the very first episode of the Hungry Games podcast, and we have not looked back since. And the last start, a little bit of housekeeping. Our second giveaway for an Audio Technica based Creator Pack is now live. So uh, we are giving away three Creator Packs courtesy of Audio Technica. That includes a headset, microphone, and boom arm. So check that out. It's easy to enter. All you gotta do is DM us at We Are 8Bit on Twitters or email us at hello at 8Bit.net with a photo of your current setup and mention why you need a sexy AT upgrade. It's that easy. Send us a photo of your current setup. Even if you don't have anything, just send us an empty photo of your studio with no mic and headphones. We'll take it all. And uh, yeah, just let us know why you need an upgrade. Winners are getting drawn every 10 days. So we're going to be drawing another one at the tail end of April and then another one in early May. So uh, check that out. Easy to enter. Only available for people listening uh, or residing, I should say, in Australia and New Zealand, sadly. So our overseas listeners, sorry you are exempt from this giveaway but we've got another one coming lined up already after this which will get all you legends in the rest of the world especially there in greece so uh let's get into some news
0: this week's news headlines
1: all right we've got some this or that's miss Hart, and i'm gonna drop some this on you first cute fantasy island games leaves other nintendo stalwarts in its cute dust or that X going to kind of maybe give it to you.
0: Okay. You go on this
1: or you go on that?
0: I, I appreciate that you take a lot of time to try and make the uh, headline a little vague. Um, although you've probably just answered the question from earlier on what we call uh, animal crossing. <laughs>
1: let's That's try- true. <laughs> so yeah. let's, uh, let's. I got go a bit with- too clever there.
0: Yeah, let's go with this.
1: <laughs> okay, we'll go with this. Cute fantasy island game leaves other Nintendo stalwarts in its cute dust. This comes via way of Tom Phillips at Eurogamer. Animal Crossing New Horizons recorded a bigger US launch in terms of both copies sold and money made than any Mario or Zelda game in history since records began. Across every Nintendo console, only two Nintendo games have ever had a bigger US launch than Animal Crossing New Horizons, and both of them were Smash Bros. entries. The US really, really loves Super Smash Bros. Just in its launch month, NPD sales data, which was provided via VentureBeat, shows New Horizons has already outsold the lifetime sales of every other Animal Crossing game in the series. In the US, it's now the third biggest Nintendo game launch ever, behind December's 2008 Super Smash Bros. Brawl for Wii and December's 2018's Super Smash Bros. Ultimate for Switch the US spent $1.6 billion on video games and hardware in March 2020, which is up by 35% on the same time. Last year, hardware sales in particular were up by 63% as people grabbed consoles before lockdown set in. So, Animal Crossing, perfect (laughs) storm. Like I know with COVID and things we always talk about with that at the moment, but this game probably couldn't have come out at a better time when isolation is occurring globally. And you are limited in what you can do. I certainly think that probably helped generate a bump in sales, but I also probably think there was just a very, very big appetite for this game beforehand. So I think it would have sold well regardless. But mm, yeah, like, what do you think? Because you're you're the purist here. You you've got Animal Crossing running through your veins. Um, yeah. What do you reckon of this? Um.
0: So. Yeah. Initially, there was a big. Um, you know big group of people that were already looking forward to this game but and obviously yeah current circumstances have made it a bit of a desirable game for people to easily just jump on and play because some people have spare time some people don't but um I also think that there's this um, interesting level of involvement of social media and just straight up FOMO where people are just like, I keep on seeing it and I keep on seeing that. And then, then like, you know, unfortunately certain groups of friends are kind of off doing their own thing with this Animal Crossing and then you're left out. So then you want to be involved and like, and like I um, previously mentioned, like a lot of people who would never touch Animal Crossing have actually jumped on it and really enjoyed it and were pleasantly surprised by the experience because on the exterior like you know it's a cutesy wootsy little game with little animals and you plant flowers like what is that you know but then like everyone that's jumped onto it has just been pleasantly surprised and you know have benefited from playing the game because of you know how dark and gloomy the outside world is or well, it's actually how they shouldn't know how the outside world is since everyone's stuck at home so. stay
1: inside you fucking dickheads
0: um <laughs> god we need to get that snippet just as a um psa but um yeah i just i think there's there's definitely like a lot of things that have probably contributed to it i'm so happy that it's like kicking us with um the smash brothers game so um yeah it's a positive this means that we're definitely getting another animal crossing game and they're obviously going to keep on putting money and time into it and we're going to keep on getting events and yeah i like you know i just think this is a fantastic outcome for a game especially when they you know kind of ask can we push it back a little
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah i remember uh discussing that that delay and that pushback of new horizons with you on a pod maybe 12 months ago, and you were so angry and so sad. But Mm -hmm. now I guess that's all forgotten in a lot of Animal Crossing fans' eyes because the game's here, the game's great. As you said, people from outside of its usual orbit are all about it. Like, I never played one of these games before and I am so into this, it's not funny. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we're talking with when we had Roger from uh, Button Mash on the other week, he never played it either and he's all about it. And even like my mum, um, mm. She listened to our Animal Crossing episode, and she she hasn't bought a Nintendo Switch yet, but she downloaded, animal like Animal Pocket Crossing Camp. Pocket, yeah, Pocket Camp, yeah, and she is addicted to that. And she was she came around last night, and um, yeah, she's looking to buy a Nintendo Switch now and get Aww. New Horizons because she wants to play it because she's so hooked on it and just loves the world and the cuteness and. The interactivity and the, the the social networking part of it as well, and yeah, this game like it, it's not to the level of like a Pokemon Go as far as I guess breaking down barriers to, to non gamers for the most part, but mm. it is certainly up there. Like, yeah, everybody wants a piece of this, um, and it's great to see because it is a fantastic game. It's very wholesome, and it's it's mightily impressive to to hear that it's outsold things like mario and you think of like zelda breath of the wild like it was it was a launch game with the switch like anyone that was getting a switch on you know that that initial launch period was picking up a copy of breath of the wild and to see this game coming through um, you know the back end of march amidst all this chaos and it still sold like absolute gangbusters is great to see and it's going to be one of the success stories of 2020 i think
0: yeah, I, th- I believe switches are like sold out over here in the states. So, yeah, like hard to
1: find across the across the globe, apparently.
0: Yeah, so I mean, you know, if people are buying, I bet you there's there's a game that they're thinking that they want to play. So yeah, I mean. I'm just like I said. I'm just glad that everyone that's jumped on has had a relatively positive experience and just has just been enjoying it. Because like seeing other people enjoy something that I enjoy, it's like this like second level of like happiness. So you know, well done, Animal Crossing.
1: Well done to everybody involved there at Nintendo. All right, so we're moving on to the next this or that. This average rapper and average game sets all time player record or that nintendo oh no where are we going this or that
0: (laughs) sorry the the, this has like got me like laughing because i already know what that is um i kind of want to talk about that but the nintendo oh no as well has me a bit curious but since we talked about nintendo last time i might go with this
1: we could talk about both if you like
0: yeah maybe let's talk about both
1: okay so we'll start, let's start with that because it sort of weaves in off the back end of Nintendo uh, talking about their success. So Nintendo Oh No, and this article comes by way of Tom Phillips at Eurogamer as well. He's been very busy this past week. Uh, Nintendo has confirmed that up to 160,000 Nintendo accounts have been accessed in an enormous privacy breach. Oof. If you are affected, your data such as your nickname, email, date of birth, gender, and country region were potentially viewable by a third party. Credit card data was not accessed. Though as Eurogamer reported earlier this week, linked payment methods were used in some cases to make unauthorized purchases. So what that in itself means is they could be buying uh, V-Bucks for Fortnite or things like that on your credit card. Mm. Um, so, so the damage was there, but it was minimal. Um, in a statement on its Japanese support site, Nintendo confirmed the issue was related to the company's own Nintendo Network ID, NNID login system one of several methods used to log into your Nintendo account. NNID usernames and passwords are obtained illegally outside Nintendo's service, the company said, and then used to access accounts and make purchases. Today, Nintendo Nintendo said the hacking attempts had been ongoing since early April. Nintendo account users will now be contacted via email to reset their passwords with a unique passcode not used elsewhere. Nintendo recommends you use a different passcode for your NNID and Nintendo account and set up two-factor authentication. So, I guess in isolation, hackers have got nothing else to do but continue to hack. And mm. uh, here we go with another another data breach. Nothing major. You're right. I heard yeah, that. That was a decided loud to bang. My
0: desk. <sighs> yep. Was it a toe? No, it was my kneecap.
1: Oh, <laughs> carry on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> carry on.
1: Come on, without me. One hundred sixty thousand Nintendo accounts. That's a fairly sizable number. Mm-hmm. Luckily. Uh, they weren't able to grab credit card data because that could have been a PR nightmare more oh, so yeah. than what this already is for Nintendo. But um, yeah, it's it's just par of the course. Cyber security, vulnerabilities, hackers, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not going away. No. So it's just another day in the life really, isn't it?
0: Yeah, honestly. And like if you're um, wherever you have an account, if they have to um, two-factor author, like authorize, you know, do it just yep. do it. It it it's, it's can be a pain in the ass for you sometimes, but I mean it does like really put like a hindrance on people trying to access your account. So yeah. Yeah,
1: just just be smart with your data. I guess is the best way to to look at this as as you said Miss Hart, two-factor authentication is key. Any any platform you're playing on or utilizing that has that, turn it on because yeah, yeah it's going to protect you long term. There is that minor additional pain in the ass of maybe another 10 seconds to log into things because you need to open up an app or whatever else. Yeah. But it's it's going to keep you safe. So yeah. yeah, take the time to do that. All right. Know. So we're doubling back to the, this headline. Average rapper and average game sets all-time player record. By the way, of Eurogamer <laughs> And the man Tom Phillips again. 12.3 million people played Fortnite last night or earlier this week to join in the game's Travis Scott concert, hence the average rapper, as countless millions more watch streams of the event online. It's an all-time player record for Fortnite, with around 2 million more in-game than for last year's Marshmallow gig, very also average DJ. Where Marshmallow's <laughs> set was a fairly straightforward stage experience, last night's much-hyped show was a psychedelic trip that confounded expectations it would be based around a similar stage setting. There are several encore performances over the coming days indeed. Fortnite billed last night as only the first of several chances to watch in a time slot primarily aimed at American players to help keep server load manageable. So, what do you think about this?
0: I'm going to be honest. I know who Sean Paul is. I know who Pitbull is. I'm not really big on who Travis Scott is. However, I'm also like not a fan of Fortnite. I'm sure it's... You know, our listeners already know that. I've seen the video of this event. It it looks cool. I'm not going to deny it. It looks pretty freaking cool. Like, if I was able to, like, watch one of my favorite artists in this, like, immersive interactive thing, like, yeah, like, it would be awesome. So any fans of Travis Scott and fans of Fortnite, like, what an awesome experience to, you know, have. So, I can't deny that. As much as I don't know who the person is or I don't like the game. It's really cool.
1: Yeah, like um I'm I'm with you like Fortnite has no emotional attachment to me at all. I played some some of it here and there, didn't really latch onto it. Can appreciate what Epic and everyone have done with that game and you know the the global success that it is these days. Yeah, Travis Scott, he's he's not my cup of tea, but I do like that they are going back to this well and, and trying to double down on blurring the lines between music and video gaming and, and online experiences. Like I did see some of the footage of it as well. And it looked crazy. This mm. really trippy like burning man sort of thing going on with a giant Travis Scott in, the, in, you know, like 50 foot tall Travis Scott sort of uh, sort of CGI imprint into the game, doing his thing and whatever yeah. else like it really, really well done. So you can't fault the people for putting this together and doing something different. Like yeah. outside of you're not just dropping in from the party bus and shooting people. You're going to actually watch a concert uh, with countless other people. Like it's a great experience uh, yeah. from for the for the gamers and the fans alike. And twelve point three million people jumping on like that number is bananas. That's you know crazy. that's that shows that people one are either huge Fortnite fans or two Travis Scott fans or three both. So it's a good good merging of of those different sort of um franchises and styles so yeah i don't think it's going to be the last one we see like especially with the way the world is they're already talking about a lot of global based uh concerts and festivals pivoting to an online perspective for the remainder of 2020 so mm. now they're just doing it in video game form too when no doubt travis scott probably got paid a pretty penny to do this and no doubt Fortnite got a lot of additional hype and and eyes on their product from this so it's 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 very smart what they're doing and it's certainly not going to be the last time
0: it's such a shame too because there is a group um they're called the wave the wave vr i think is what they do Mm -hmm. um and it's essentially like they use musical artists to do like I think it's even done live, like, perform in these suits and then they get put in these wonderful, like, computer-generated worlds and then people with VR headsets can jump in there and just, like, imagine with VR, like, you're literally, like, just looking around and seeing it and witnessing it and I thought it was such a cool concept but I guess since VR is still just not a thing yet for people, it's probably a long way to go. So in this aspect of, like, playing with, like, Fortnite and still being able to, like, run around the world, build your little things up so you can maybe get closer up to Travis Scott or whoever the artist is. I mean, that's still cool too, that interactivity.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's it's just another good distraction with how things are at the moment. If you can sort of lose yourself in a game like this, like we're getting closer and closer to uh, Ready Player One becoming reality for us all. Oh, you yeah. know? We're all going to be strapped into headsets and going to school, going to work, going to concerts, whatever it might be. Rocking up as our own little unique avatars—it's—it's it's happening. Yeah. It's either that or Skynet, and I'd prefer to go Ready Player One. I don't want to—I don't want a T eight hundred to bust through the door and and blow me to bits. So, <sighs> yes, 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 yes. All right. So the last, this or that, streaming platform finds new life, or that, no sign of oily men, spandex, and badass women arriving in twenty twenty. We go on this. We go on
0: that. I mean, I'm, I want to know about where the oily men and spandex went
1: yeah well let's we're go. going with that
0: yeah let's go with that
1: okay and this comes via way of matt kim at ign wwe uh, wwe confirmed in this week's first quarter earnings call that wwe 2k21 has been cancelled during a QA, wwe interim chief financial uh, chief financial officer frank riddick revealed there's not going to be a launch of a game this year when asked about a new WWE 2K title. The confirmation follows rumours that WWE 2K21 was cancelled this year. There's been some turbulence with the WWE 2K series after WWE 2K20 was panned by critics for its poor performance, r- uh, numerous glitches and bugs. Developer Visual Concepts also took over the WWE 2K series after longtime Japanese developer Yuke's announced it would depart from the series to work on its own wrestling game. Well, there have been rumors that WWE 2K21 was canceled for weeks now. 2K Games had not commented on the situation. When IGN reached out to the developer earlier this month, the company responded that it would not comment on rumors or speculation. Uh, Furthermore, to this article, uh, they are going to have an announcement on April the 27th at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. UK, or midnight for us here in Australia uh, about the future of the WWE games. So we're going to be seeing what's going on there. They apparently have some exciting news coming in a few days' time or it's coming out the day this podcast is going to be out. So we'll see what the hell that is. Yeah. Hopefully, Jukes is back in, in the driver's seat because they're the kingpins of making wrestling games and uh, we need good wrestling games.
0: I mean, we do need good wrestling games, but they haven't had a really great like track record as of recent. Like, the last one was really bad. Yeah. Um. I mean, maybe they couldn't do a 2K um, WWE, you know, 21 or whatever we're up to. It's 21, yeah?
1: Yep, yep, 21.
0: So, because they don't have the roster because WWE is out there firing them all.
1: Holy moly, they cut so many people this past week. Some yeah. some no surprises, you know. Obviously, they need to sort of improve their bottom line and whatever else. And, and with the way things are shifted for, for WWE, it's... No crowds, so less merch sales. They're relying heavily off their their T V deals at the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Rusev, he was the biggest shock for me as far as cuts. Yeah. Uh, very I, I, over.
0: I can't remember the last time I saw Rusev, but he was a great like I did enjoy seeing him like, you know, wrestle when he did, and he's just his overall character and presence was great. So yeah. It's a lot of cuts.
1: Yeah, can move for a big man, the old Rusev, the Bulgarian Ooh. brute. Uh, but yeah, he'll end up in AEW, no doubt. Like a few of these other people might find their way there too. Like Anderson and Gallows, I could see moving over there. Big, uh, good tag team. Um, yeah, Luke Gallows, very big man, very mobile fella as well. And yeah, just, it happens. You know, we're seeing it all over the world. People are getting let go and businesses are downscaling. Yeah. And uh, it was just, uh, yeah, WWE chopping performers chopping uh backstage production crew chopping referees they they let go of a fairly sizable chunk of their roster um, and and I'd, I'd say they might probably pick a few of these guys up again once things get back to normal but mm. right now they're just trying to keep those operating costs as low as they can yeah. most of these people aren't even on tv they just sit at home and collect a paycheck like you know
0: yeah it's... i guess so i guess if you're you know you're on the roster, but you're not actually performing. I guess that's how they kind of stared and looked at it. But, I mean, they were also making people perform when, like, you know. Did you hear about some person, like, from, like, the WWE, like, a uh, anonymous performer, like, wrote in saying that their boss was still making them interact, even though, you know, saying that they're essential and stuff? Like, and I think they went by the name John, and so everyone's like, oh, it's John Cena. I'm like, Yes, yeah, he still like- wrestling?
1: <laughs> It's it's very it is very controversial. Like, sporting has or well, sports have pretty much just closed down globally. Yet mm-hmm. the wrestling is still going on, and it's been deemed an essential service somehow. Or they've you know worked out what legal loopholes they can have to to keep this thing going. And I get it. Like, it is a good distraction, and millions of people tune in every every week to watch these things and and get a little bit of escapism out of it. But the performers like it's a risk like you see Roman Reigns he sort of disconnected himself and said I'm not competing at WrestleMania because mm-hmm. I'm coming back from leukemia so my immune system ain't anywhere near as you know good as it needs to be to potentially fight this covid situation so he said I'm I'm out mm-hmm. I'm out until COVID's sorted out and they've just sort of scorched earth him like they don't reference him at all he's apparently banned from getting brought up a- on live television because How they petty. don't want to yeah negative spin it in any way, but like power to him for for putting his foot down because it's a risk. You've got to look after your health.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, in relation to this news article, they haven't been making the greatest of decisions or they haven't been really... Let's Actually, let's more say that they are not sitting in a positive light as of recent. And yeah, when you have a game like you had last time, 2K20 and the mess that that was, it's interesting that they've just outright said we're not making one. Um, So... I mean, I they have been pretty consistent as the years have gone on, haven't they?
1: Yeah, it's it's been year on year for a good long while. So, yeah, we don't have to wait too long to see what their plan is. They've got mm-hmm. uh, got something coming up, as I said. On uh, when you're listening to this, it's probably going to be a few hours after this podcast has dropped, where yeah. we'll get an announcement or an update on what they're doing with the WWE Game Space. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's wait and see what happens. But uh, let's shift into.
0: New releases and events.
1: All right. So I've got a couple of games I wanted to highlight here that are coming out this coming week. Uh, So Gears Tactics finds its way to PC on April the 28th and also on April the 28th, Moving Out, which is a moving house simulator, uh, (laughs) similar to Cooking Mama, similar to Gang Beasts and all those types of uh, crazy multiplayer games, making its way to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, the Nintendo Switch and the PC. Mm. Anything else you want to bring to note that's coming out this week, whether it be podcast releases, whether it be film, TV, games? What do well, you actually, got?
0: Games, Streets of Rage Four. Oh, really? <laughs> April third. Yeah, Streets of Rage.
1: I know, but oh. like, I didn't expect you to 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 highlight that.
0: Are you kidding? Streets of Rage. The Streets of Rage sat there with me along with um, Golden Axe. Really? Why is this? I surprising? had. Where have I been?
1: Have we talked about this before?
0: What, That I like absolutely love those games, and they, they were all on like the Mega Drive, okay. Um, okay, and um, Altered Beasts, like that kind of like era, like yeah, man, like Streets right. of Rage. I always loved the um, sound of the car that came up, like when you called the police. Mm hmm, mm-hmm. no, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> Felt okay. like you
1: just took me right back into the game just now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I learned, I saw that they were doing it and just seeing um a lot of the um uh, people have been releasing how the characters have developed, like how they've changed through the years and stuff. It's great. I love when that stuff comes back. Bring back Golden Axe.
1: Yeah, I, I'd say something like that wouldn't be too far away. They're remastering, and remaking things like crazy. So uh, yeah, that's a couple of a couple of games of note. Gears Tactics, obviously. Any any fan of XCOM or those tactics games in general, Gears might be for you. Uh, I might give it a look. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's available on Games Pass. So I might give it a look and just play a couple of rounds, but I'm not a huge tactics person. So maybe when I leave some opinions on the table in a future episode, don't be too harsh on me because I'm no specialist in this space. But moving out, I'm keen to give this a go. Keen to play uh, with, with friends because apparently the game doesn't really stack up playing by yourself too well. It is very much a multiplayer or party game. So... Uh, If you are getting moving out, you need to uh, make sure your friends or frenemies have got that too so you can play that together. But uh, outside of that, I can't really think of any other news uh, or new releases or events of note coming out this week. Uh, Obviously, oh yeah, The Hungry Game Show, uh, the episode uh, number one with Selim the Dream Abraham. It's released on early access via our Patreon patreon.com forward slash we are eight bit but it will be out in full in the next couple of days on the hungry gamers rss feed so you'll see it pop up under the hungry gamers uh headline there on your uh, podcast players so give that a listen give us some feedback on that too so this is the the first episode of hopefully many that we're going to release but yeah hit us up with good feedback bad feedback critiques whatever you want to do even just dm me directly at brendan8bit because uh yeah i want to try and shape this thing and and make it as fun and as perfect and as crazy as possible so uh episode one with salim the dream back in the podcast ring uh available now on patreon.com forward slash We are eight bit and will about be available to everybody later this week so let's move into the final segment of the podcast tweet of the week and this one comes via way of directed by Ryan on the Twitters. And that's directed by R-I-A-N. And the tweet reads, Guys, I tweeted my turnip prices and Elijah Wood just came to my island and hung out. This is the best day in quarantine yet. So um, yeah, <laughs> Jessa, or aka okay, at directed by Ryan, posts a couple of screenshots of the whole situation. So Elijah Wood... Uh, slid into those dms and said would love your dodo code to sell these turnips and then obviously the dodo code exchange happens uh elijah wood rolls into town sells them turnips hangs out with the crew and even comments saying your island is beautiful uh, as wholesome as you would expect elijah wood to be i love that uh that uh, elijah wood's animal crossing character looks exactly like elijah wood
0: yep but what do you think about this this
1: is adorable
0: I mean, yeah, it's it's super cute, but it's, like, like that kind of interactivity of, like, you know, a celebrity, like, trying to mooch in on someone's good turnip prices and just taking advantage of that celebrity status of just being like, hey, like, <laughs> let me in on those turnips. But, um, I mean, Elijah was always come across as a, you know, stand-up guy. So, you know, there's no malice or no greed behind it and the fact that he also like hung out with all their friends and, you know, commented on their island. I mean, Animal Crossing, like I've already mentioned, has extended across like, you know, celebrities all across the board. Um, so I mean, this genuine like really sweet interaction is just nice. It's
1: wholesome. 100%. And um yeah, you would have been feeling very starstruck. I wonder if all those people on her island were already there, or if she just like jumped into oh. her friend circle and be like, "Yo, what's Woods on my fucking island, what's going on?" and they all just started rolling in,
0: <laughs> the closest they're gonna probably ever get to meeting him.
1: Uh huh, but How so weird. great, so great. <laughs> like, yeah, as you said, it's just sort of blurring worlds and just bringing people together from all walks of walks of life, which is cool. Mm. Uh, yeah, so hopefully, hopefully we get some celebrities slide into our DMs. I just need to start putting bogus turnip prices up to see if celebrities will, will bite at it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you never know, because it gets the like if you mention that you've got a higher price, that the word gets around really quickly.
1: Yeah, and and it's I've scary. noticed and learned very quickly uh, from from my own direct experience, but also from Rach. You share a Dodo code to somebody uh, from one of these circles where you might be cataloging or whatever and they'll quickly share that to their friend circles and then you get an island influx and with the current situation with animal crossing where you have to watch every loaded animation of them coming into the airport and out of the airport it kills you they need to really fix that and fix it quick i don't give a rat's ass about watching these people come in or go and having to get out of my menu or my you know my nook phone or whatever else smooth that back end situation up Nintendo it's, ASAP. Yeah,
0: I mean it's a saving process, so I get it, but uh, it is annoying. Yeah,
1: it's just it's <laughs> jarring. And let me let me be able to keep putting things down or picking like items up when people are there. Like, I get that you've got the tears of friend and best friend where they can or can't do things on your island, but why does that impact what you're doing?
0: Because it's saving.
1: Come on, Nintendo. But I mean, <laughs> when they're on the island
0: yeah uh that i don't know maybe it's got something to do with the pickup ability or something like i don't know
1: yeah. i don't know but uh yeah elijah wood pop it on by directed by ryan's island and uh getting that sweet sweet turnip price so turnips mm-hmm. coming on sale tomorrow i'm actually going to get in amongst the turnip game tomorrow and uh see if i can rebuild my bank because i am so poor right now <laughs> But yeah, Miss Hart, anything else you want to say before we start closing this episode up for another week?
0: No, I think I'm actually pretty good. I'm going to have to put ice on this knee because it fucking hurts.
1: Old nanny heart. I'm old. Bless, bless, bless. So, uh, yeah, quick thing. Uh, Joining us next week in the co-hosting chair, we are going to be joined by Zach Maris from the News to Reviews podcast. So, very excited to have Zach on board riffing Games and getting to know what News to Reviews do in a little bit more detail. So, that's going to be a fun episode 193. But, yeah, that's pretty much it, Hungry Mm -hmm. Gamers fans. Uh, This has been episode 192 of the Hungry Gamers podcast. Follow me at Brendan 8bit, follow Miss Allie Hart at Miss Ellie Hart, follow us all at We're 8bit. Until next week, much
0: love. You've been listening to stay the 100. Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related came from in the too 8-bit early. Get out over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry.